Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 65, One Change I'm Making to the Way I Cook Dinner in 2024. It's our first official podcast of the new year, and I'm feeling so energized by new routines and getting back to a normal schedule. I know that the holidays get the reputation of being the most wonderful time of the year, but in case you are looking for some validation that the holidays are quite possibly the most challenging time of year, I'm here to tell you that that is how things felt for me this year in particular. I hit a state of overwhelm this year that I'm not sure I've ever experienced before. It probably has a lot to do with the season of life I'm in with young kids and a growing business that I'm trying to keep up with. But I shared that to emphasize just how grateful I am for a fresh slate and a new year. I love being able to reevaluate my regular routines and, you know, at the beginning of the year, kind of determine where I can make some small adjustments to make my life feel a bit more manageable. Dinner is obviously one of those routines that I like to reevaluate and think about what is working, what isn't working for our family, and, and so on. So I'm excited to chat with you today about the one change I'm making to the way I cook dinner in 2024 and how I think it'll make my life easier. But before we do that, let's discuss a few recipes you can throw on your meal plan this week. First up, veggie stuffed bell peppers. Oh, this is so yummy. This was a new recipe for January added to Recipe Club. And I grew up with my mom making stuffed bell peppers. I really, really love them. I think especially when you're trying to get more veggies in, and I swear every January... I deem it like my healthy-ish month where I'm trying to recover a little bit from the holidays and just get more greens and veggies in. And this is a really delicious recipe to do that. It's very easy to make full vegetarian or to add some ground protein, whether it be ground chicken or turkey or ground beef in the filling for those veggie stuffed peppers. But they are super delicious. So, so, so delicious. I really worked on the spice combination to make sure they were full of flavor and my kids ate them up. They love them. So um, very, very yummy veggie stuffed peppers. We're making that this week. We're also going to make a salsa chicken skillet. I shared this on Instagram last week, but a couple years ago, my son, who was a basketball lover at the time, he still loves basketball, but he was really into basketball. LeBron James was posting about Taco Tuesday, and he got so into Taco Tuesday and how we needed to do Taco Tuesday. So we went hard on Taco Tuesday, like real hard. And we kind of like tired ourselves out. And so we don't necessarily embrace Taco Tuesday religiously anymore. But what I do embrace is making one Mexican dish for my family every week. And it's not necessarily always on the same day. But my family just likes Mexican flavors and Mexican foods. My girls love rice. They love beans. I love lime and pickled onions. And so it's just a good, it's a good 
category fit for our family. And I love this salsa chicken skillet because we get really good protein from using chicken breasts. It uses some pantry staples, including jarred salsa. You gotta buy the chunky kind, but I am telling you, this is so good. It comes together in one skillet, which makes cleanup a breeze and it makes for really good leftovers too. So salsa chicken skillet, we'll make that. And then we're also gonna make chicken and orzo soup. I am in full-blown soup season at this point. I love, 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 love soup. And sometimes it's hard to convince my family that soup is a meal, but I, I have gotten creative. And as long as I have some sort of grain or pasta in the soup and I serve it with some sort of hearty bread or carb, everyone's good. They're all good. Or baked potato. But this chicken and orzo soup, this is one of the very first recipes we added to Recipe Club years ago. And it's just so, so good. It's got lemon in it. It's got thyme in it. It's, it's just very comforting to me. In fact, I had this idea where maybe, you know, forget about Taco Tuesday. You know what I want? I want a super Sunday. I want soup every Sunday. <laughs> I was like, what if I made soup every Sunday for the rest of the winter? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So if you see something about Super Sunday, you'll know I've been thinking about it. So there are your recipes for the week. You can find and print them all in Recipe Club individually or in our weekly meal plan with an easy-to-follow shopping list that's broken down by recipe. If you are feeling the pull to get a simple dinner system in place as you kick off 2024, I'd love to invite you to check out Recipe Club where you'll get a fresh batch of recipes every month along with suggested weekly meal plans that are really easy to customize to your household's needs. When you become a member, you get access to our entire recipe library of hundreds of recipes and all of your recipes are written to make cooking as easy as possible. So what I did when I created this is I, I kind of took the experience I was having in searching for recipes online and eliminated everything that bothered me. So there's no banner ads, there's no long blog posts, there's no drawn out stories. It's just the recipes you need to help you get dinner on the table. And one big change that we made last year, and we've now updated all of our recipes, is that all of the ingredients are written out and bolded in the method. So you don't have to constantly refer back to the ingredient list. We also offer serving and swap suggestions for every recipe, trying to make them as accommodating as possible. And they're all in this beautiful recipe template that when you print it out, it looks like it came straight from a cookbook. It's really satisfying for me. It's I hated that when I printed recipes from the internet, they were always ugly and half the times they had an ad on them. So these are really beautiful recipes you can print off. And then a huge hit the past couple of months is we added a recipe template into Recipe Club so that you can update all of your own family recipes so that they look like the Recipe Club recipes, or you don't have to use Recipe Club recipes, just use the template and print all the recipes that you want. But when you add them to a binder, they look really cohesive and literally like a cookbook. They're so beautiful. So last update for you is we finally have recipe binders back in stock. If you're looking for a place to store all of the recipes that you make most often and rely on, this is the perfect place to do so. It's exactly what it was created for. All right. Enough of those updates. Let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss the one change I'm making to the way I cook this year. As you all know, dinner is one of those things that just keeps happening, no matter who you are and how you live. But the challenges of dinner change. And honestly, they change quite often, which is why I think cooking dinner can feel so difficult. 
There's not a magic solution that works for everyone because the dinner needs of your household are going to look different from your mom's, your sister's, your neighbor's, mine. They also change based on the season of life you're in. So your current dinner frustrations might surround feeding picky toddlers right now. Or they might be the fact that you're raising teenagers that are eating you out of house and home and you cannot keep enough food in the house. The point is they change. And I want to encourage you to accept that they change and accept the fact that you are going to have a relationship with making dinner for a long time. So try not to feel frustrated when you start to feel that resistance of something not working. That's normal. That's normal. My best suggestion is to check in with, quote, dinner, the concept of dinner, at least a few times a year and ask yourself what is and isn't working. You'll know when you need to check in because you will feel, you will feel feeling harder. I just went through this exercise myself and had a huge aha moment. I realized that we were eating too late. My kids were coming home from after school activities, starving and eating a huge snack at like four o'clock. But then I wasn't making dinner until like 6.30 or so, but it was driving me crazy because no one was really eating their dinner well after I'd gone to all of this work. And I felt like the kitchen was in constant motion of snacks and cooking between the hours of four and eight. And it just kind of, it was driving me nuts. It was driving me crazy. I think it started when it started to get dark earlier. That's when things started to feel off for me. So I've decided that the one change I'm making to the way I cook dinner in 2024 is that we are going to eat earlier. I know, it's not groundbreaking. But the point is not the tip that we're going to eat dinner earlier. The point is that regularly reevaluating what is and isn't working for you and your relationship with dinner is important to you finding success in the kitchen. Here's an example Uh, Let's just take this for example, something that might not be working for you as you head into the new year and that you might want to reevaluate or make a change for. So let's say you might be trying to cook too many recipes and I would like to give you permission that repetition is okay. It is okay to make the same thing every Monday for a month if that's what works for you. Every night of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like If that's what works for your family, great. You might need to limit your choices. In fact, one change I made last year that's been a huge help is that I have a list of seasonal greatest hits recipes. So I have four lists of my favorite recipes to cook during each season. In fact, I put the top 10 list in recipe club for each of these seasons. And when I meal plan, I only look at that list for whatever season I'm in. That way I'm not thumbing through my summer grilling recipes when I'm meal planning in February and all I want is soup and slow cooker. I find that when I flip through all of my recipes, when I'm trying to meal plan, it's like that decision fatigue becomes paralyzing. So I like to I like to break it up by season. We actually have an upcoming podcast episode on how to create these seasonal greatest hits lists. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to share with you about it because it made, like I said, a big difference for me last year when it came to managing decision fatigue surrounding planning for dinner. So whatever it is, take some time this week to ask yourself what is and isn't working and commit to make a small change that might alleviate some of the burdens that you feel surrounding dinner right now.
All right. One new addition to the podcast this year is that we are going to wrap up every episode with what I like to call Gimme Five. Five things that made my life easier and more enjoyable this week. I've been doing it in my weekly newsletter and you guys are loving it. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to tack this onto the podcast because I do find it's helpful to hear from people when they're sharing the things that ultimately are making their lives easier. So it'll just be a quick list we run through each week of the things that, like I said, make my life feel more manageable or just make me happy. Just bright spots. So first up, my favorite everyday dishes are melamine and I am obsessed with them. I'm getting close to retiring all of my kid plates. I can't believe it. Like we just got rid of the sippy cups and I'm realizing now that my, my kids are almost four and seven and 11. I mean, he's beyond, but they don't need to be eating on plastic colorful plates. They really don't, especially given that the primary dinner plate we use in our house is melamine and it's not breakable. So I noticed that the dishes that I love so much were on sale for the new year and they're West Elm. It's a, it's a design called Kahlo, K-A-H-L-O, and they are awesome. I love them particularly because the exact same design comes in both melamine and stoneware. And so I actually have a set of both and like, take, go with me here. At Thanksgiving, I used the stoneware for all of the adults and older kids, but then I pulled out the melamine dishes for the younger kids and they all look the same and it made me so happy. It made me so happy. So awesome. They're West Elm, callow dishes, the melamine ones in particular, and they've got all different varieties. They've got serving platters. They've got the blates, the like shallow bowls. They've got the big plates, the salad plates, just an awesome product. I really love it. Next, the little green machine, the Bissell. I swear this is Instagram famous, but after putting away my Christmas decorations, I wanted everything to feel clean and tidy. And we have these two navy blue accent chairs in our main living space that have been looking rough, given that they have had so much wear and tear from my kids. So I borrowed a Bissell little green machine from a neighbor to try out on our chairs because I don't know. I was like, do I really need this? Do I really want this? Even though I've seen it all over Instagram the past two years, but I'm here to tell you it's pretty great. It did an amazing job on our chairs. They're not perfect, but let me tell you, there was no coming back to perfection after what my kid, kids had done to these chairs, but they look so much better and I ordered one. So two thumbs up for the little green machine. Okay, next is the OXO Twist and Pour Dressing Maker. So I'm back on my salad a day kick as I try and eat a bit more healthy this month. I usually make a salad for lunch and sometimes I even have a salad for breakfast. I know that's crazy, but sometimes it just sounds good to me. The older I get, the more I just want savory things in the morning and sometimes the salad just does it for me. So nothing gets me more excited to dive into a salad than a really good dressing. And I love how I can store using this OXO Twist and Pour product. I can store homemade dressing in this. And the way it is, is it's like, it's like a plastic container, like a nice heavy duty plastic container, but it's not glass. Um, and it's got like this little contraption that is gray in the center. And if you twist it, it mixes up the dressing. And then it's got this great pour spout that has a lid on it so it can't spill. And so what I can do is I can make a big batch of whatever dressing I want to make. I made this Thai peanut dressing last week that was so good. I have a mustard vinaigrette that I love. Sometimes I'll just do an apple cider vinaigrette or a balsamic vinaigrette. 
and I can make a big batch, keep it in the fridge, and just pull out and use it every day. The fact that you can twist the center of it mixes it up just perfectly, and it's just a nice little tool to have. I love it. I love it so much. And look, I am all about a shortcut. You guys know that. I am not afraid to recommend a jarred marinara sauce, a bottled teriyaki sauce, like whatever it takes to get dinner on the table. But there is something about a homemade dressing that is so delicious that I like homemade dressings forever. I love them. And they're not hard. They're not hard once you learn how to make them. Next is something I'm wearing. So I've got this favorite flannel. And it's made by Faraday, and it's called the Legend Flannel. And I swear it wins for my favorite winter piece of clothing. It's like, I know you guys have been there. When I go to my closet each morning and I do the math to figure out the last day I wore it because it's the only thing I want to wear. It's not the only thing I want to wear. I just love it. It feels like I'm putting on a blanket. It is so cozy, so comfortable. It's the perfect weight. And I think rather than doing the math every morning, I'm just going to plan to wear it every Friday for the foreseeable future because flannel and Friday both start with F and I can, I can't say no to an alliteration moment. So Friday flannels coming at you. I've only got one. They're a little bit of an investment piece and that's why I held off for so long, but I might have to get a second one. It's such, it's such a good piece. And number five is the Tula eye brightening balm. Tula is the brand and it's, oh my gosh, you guys, I went through an entire stick of this last year and I was so happy to unexpectedly find one in my stocking on Christmas morning. I forgot how much I love this thing. It's like one of my favorite parts of my skin's skincare slash makeup routine. It's this stick and it's like cooling and brightening and hydrating to the skin under my eyes. And I will use it before I put my makeup on. I use it, typically use it three times a day. I use it before I put my makeup on. I usually use it once in the middle of the day, just when I feel like I'm looking a little tired. And then I use it after I wash my face and right before I go to bed. It is so cooling and so nice. It comes in both a blue and a pink. And actually in my stocking, I got the blue and the pink. I've only used the blue before, so I'm excited to try the pink as well. I think the pink maybe has like an luminescent something going on, but it's such a great product. It's like such a delight for me as I do those morning and evening routines. So that's another thing that really is just making my life more enjoyable this week. That's it for today, you guys. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Remember, I created this entire podcast that you could have a quick 20-minute listen while you map out your meals for the week. Listening to a podcast while I meal plan has been part of my simple dinner system for as long as I can remember, so I tried to put out a perfect fit for that each week, something that is a quick listen that you can attach to mapping out your meals and hopefully learn something along the way. So next week, we'll be chatting about my winter greatest hits list, where I walk you through my favorite winter recipes to make and how I like to store them for easy access. So subscribe to the podcast so that episode automatically pops up for you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so glad you're here. Until next time, I'm Kelsey. Happy cooking. Happy cooking.